This episode is brought to you by Command Creative Studios. Looking to jump into the podcast world and start making your own content? Command Creative Studios is your one-stop shop for professional podcasts. With a team of audio engineers, music composers, and graphic designers, Command Creative Studios can get your podcast sounding professional as well as looking professional with custom music and artwork that's designed for your creative vision. Command Creative Studios also offers editing, mixing, as well as uploading your content to all major podcast services. For more information, please visit commandcreativestudios.com. That's commandcreativestudios.com. Another episode, another podcast. Yes, sir. All right. Last of Us episode four, Please Hold to My Hand. Please Hold to My Hand. Is the name, not a typo, that is the name of the episode. Yeah, Max, how you doing? I'm doing good. Was, uh, can't have all of them being bangers, right? You know, look, the, it, we're not saying that this wasn't a banger. We're saying that this just was probably the weakest out of the four, but yeah. the other the other episodes are strong. This one is a strong one. It's just not as strong. Yeah. It's laying some groundwork. Yeah. This episode was directed by Jeremy Webb, who's okay. go- who did this episode, and he's doing next week's episode, episode five as well. Okay. Which makes sense once we go through you, you obviously, why the same director for the both episodes. Right. All right. Well, before we get into it, um, you know, thanks once again to our patron producer, Knight Rider 169 uh thank you so much um yeah without your support this podcast might not survive no we wouldn't be here (laughs) (laughs) uh okay then um yeah so this episode let's get into it we're gonna go spoilers obviously spoiler alerts we're gonna start saying spoiler alert i guess yeah we've been forgetting but it's okay this this whole podcast is a spoiler alert so let's just move on from that all right so (laughs) this episode does not start with a soft open, which yeah. I'm pretty bummed about. I thought maybe last week's was just we didn't get one because the most of the episode was a flashback. So yeah. kind of said, all right, we understand why there wasn't a flashback in the beginning of it. I'm bummed that there was no flashback in the beginning of this one. So was I. And this episode is the first one that it's all based in the present time. There wasn't, there were no flashbacks in this episode. But let's go. That's two weeks in a row. So now let we're at the assumption that there probably won't be any soft or cold opens anymore. Um, maybe season finale shows like to do that. You know, yeah, give you a little something like beforehand. It's, it seemed like a formula I was really hoping they were going to stick with because I liked it. Um, Me too. I, I like I liked I like seeing you know obviously the start of the pandemic, but then also you know may, you know like to see the background of some of the characters, yeah. maybe how they you know. I guess met each other. How they kind of got in the situations that they're in now. Yeah, and, they had opportunities both yeah. episodes to do that, and I, they chose not to. I, so I think they're going to come back. I think you'll see some more soft opens. I think you hopefully. Will. But anyways, I think we spent enough time on the soft yeah. open stuff. <laughs> so all right, so let's get into this episode. We're going to do a little play by plays. Give our um, you know from what we remember, um, and then you know kind of give our feelings on the certain scenes, how they play and stuff, at least to us, and we'll just kind of. Yeah. Keep rolling. We just watched it. It wasn't that long of an episode. It was like 45, 50 minutes. That's shorter than that. I think it was 30 minutes because you yeah. still have like the credits and then you got That's like right. the 
the little uh, trailer stuff that they show at the end of it. That's all counted for. So it says 45, but my guess is you can knock off five minutes of that for oh, sure. Easily. Maybe a little bit more than that. But anyways, it was one of the shorter, it was a shorter, uh, one of the shortest episodes, but it starts off with uh, Ellie uh, kind of playing taxi driver in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> dirty Harry. Little dirty no Harry. Words, just yeah. staring at her gun that she got from Bill's. And it's, it's to me, it's like, you know, she, her fascination with guns and this kind of stuff. It's like, I thought she went to military school. Wouldn't you think she's been around guns enough where it's not like a, a, a cool novelty to her? It's like, oh, been here, done that before. I mean, you're the one who says that, you know, there's no shooting ranges you don't think over in like uh, Fedra. So maybe yeah. she hasn't held a lot of guns. It's military but, school. But you know what? Probably military school. They don't have mirrors in front of them while they're holding <laughs> the guns. So she can't see how badass she looks. So she's into it. Um, at least... At least we can say Ellie took a gun that's, at least she took a gun. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we'll, we'll talk about we'll that a little break, bit. We'll yeah. We'll come up to that point. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so she has a little uh, time in the mirror playing taxi driver. And then uh, she comes out. She, we see her, uh, we see Joel siphoning gas. Yeah. They have a little conversation. This is the first of their kind of banters that kind of play yeah. out in this episode, which I kind of like because. We're starting to see a little bit more of their relationship, kind it's of relationship I, building for sure. Yeah, and it's what I mean. I've said it a bunch of times. That's what I felt uh, was so powerful about the video game, and what, what was going to like you know drive this show was going to be the relationship between yeah. Joel and Ellie. And so now we're kind of getting to see that, like their banter a little bit, her kind of throwing out the jokes, which she does in the game. Yeah, in the game when you're not doing any um, combat and stuff, she'll read out of or she'll I, I, she does read out of the book. Yeah. Um, but then she'll just throw jokes out there ever so often. That, like, I call it Corny Ellie. Corny Ellie. But that's one of the personalities that I like about the video game so yeah. much. So I'm glad they're kind of introducing that into yeah. the into the show finally. Because we've seen Psycho Ellie. Now we see a little bit of Corny Ellie. Corny Ellie. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. So she's, uh, let's see. We she's, wrote down the book, right? Yeah. No puns intended to, T-O-O. Part, or is it part two? Oh, no. T- intended to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, your typical corny joke, like my daughter, she's like seven. She has like a book of a hundred corny jokes, and to her, they're all phenomenal. But she keeps telling them to me, and I feel how Joel is. It's like, ha ha ha, these are horrible, but whatever. <laughs> it's all right. Well, here, here's joke number one. Okay, no matter ahead. how much you push the envelope, it will still be stationary. Ha ha ha. Joke two. You. What did the mermaid write in her math class? An algebra. <laughs> and then joke three, I stayed up all night and then it dawned on me. <laughs> These are the three jokes that she says, which are, you know, they're funny. Anyway. Some of them are from the game directly, like the envelope one, right? I I don't remember. I think the, I, I believe the, one of the later ones is for sure. I remember that. Yeah. I don't remember the stationary one. Um, but anyway, so now we get there. Now they're actually in the car after the whole scene with them and um, telling the jokes and siphoning the gas and everything like that. And then the scene in the car is actually ripped straight out of the game, which is yeah. kind of nice. So she goes and she finds a, um, the Hank Williams tape, the Hank Williams tape. That's right. Uh, alone and forsaken. Mm-hmm. She finds that gives it to Joel and the, the dialogue I think is verbatim from the game yeah. itself. Um, and then she does find the gay Gay uh, porn mag, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The curiosity of Bill. Yeah, the curiosity of Bill. She makes the joke <laughs> about the pa- or the uh, pages being stuck together. I mean, that's all straight out of the game. So yeah. that was pretty nice to see that in there. 
Um, but what's different is after that scene, um, they drive and Joel decides to pull over and camp out. Yeah. So in the game, I believe they go straight to Pittsburgh, but um, in, the, in the show, they're actually just going to pull over, rest a little bit. And you do see a thing where or Joel kind of like, or he, well, not kind of, he does, or he gives her the impression that he's more scared of raiders and people yeah. than he is about the infected right now. Yeah. So she says something about she wants to light a fire. He says, no, why do you think I'm not going to like, not, why I'm going to say no? She says, because the infected are going to see the fire. And then he comes around and says, no, infected are too stupid basically to see it. Yeah. He's more worried about people. Yeah. Also, you can see fear in her too. A little bit when talk about the people. Yeah, well, she's got a fear in general. This is the first time. Yeah, like she's out outside of the the QZ and everything. But he seems really paranoid about that. Yeah. It, and paranoid enough is then after when they're sleeping. Um, I don't think he goes to bed. Like he stays up. The yeah, entire he stays time. up a little yeah, he bit. He doesn't. He probably hears something. I'm assuming, and you know, just like on alert. So let me ask you this though: Do you think he's just up? Do you think he's alert? Because he's just frightened for the people coming, or do you think he's just alert because he feels like he needs? There's like this maybe this relationship building between him and Ellie. He has to be a little more protective. Yeah, maybe. I, he sees I think it's a combination of both for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, 20 years in this world, he knows because last week's episode he warned Bill about raiders, right? And it's, it, I think, in these post-apocalyptic shows. In the initial stages, it's the infected that's the real issue, right? You don't right. want to get infected. They're killing people. But over time, the infected become more of an obstacle. And the real fear is people who survived and who are left over. Because then there's no real structure. Government people are really more harsh and, and raw, right? And and take more chances. And it's more people are more dangerous. Right. And, and every, almost every post-apocalyptic TV show movie you end up fearing the people who are left who are you know you can't trust people it's just i think that's more of that's more if i would say it's probably 60 40 he's afraid of the people more than you know i have to protect this girl okay that's 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 how i look at it right now I'm what about you? you i'm with you i kind of want to read joke four but i believe i'm <laughs> with you on that one joke four ready go go ahead why did Shoot. the scarecrow get an award this one Joel actually got. Mm -hmm. he, 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 well, he didn't get. I guess he obviously heard it, but he figured it out. He's he's playing along at, by this point already, right? This is like right. four, four. This is the fourth joke you said. This is the fourth joke. There you go. Why did the scarecrow get an award? Because he stands out. Because he was outstanding in, in his, his field. field. Ha ha ha. ha now ha, I don't ha. remember, and then we'll do more of a deep dive, obviously, on Wednesday. But yeah. I can't remember. Did does he mention maybe at some point that the reason why he knew some of these things is because his daughter was kind of into this kind of stuff? I mean, possibly, but like I said, fathers, um, or if you have kids, at some point they they're into these corny jokes. So my daughter probably, is. My daughter is too. Yeah. yeah. So he probably experienced this with his daughter, and maybe that's why he's softening up a little bit and playing along. Because to Ellie, if you see her Bella Ramsey's facial expression, she's having a ball with these horrible jokes, right? She's like, she's there's one like when he was siphoning the gas, she's like leaning in, like you know, like really into it. It's so like creepy. He's just playing it. along. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's good to see that kind of side of her, that kind of personality stuff kind of like, you know, seep into the surface. It's nice. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on from that scene. So after Joel spends, a, I'm assuming he uh, spends Most all night, night. You know, yeah, just kind of watching over her, she wakes up and a little, little side thing, she's introduced to coffee. 
Yeah. You know, she's not a fan. She smells it. She says it smells like burnt shit, <laughs> which is a nice thing to say. Yeah. And he just enjoys his coffee. Still drinking it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of uh, Joel's thing. He loves coffee. Yeah. Uh, it's known in the game, part one and two. Yeah. Um, but it I, leads to a really good conversation. It does. In the, conversation, in the car. In the car. Yeah. He kind of gives more of a background of Tommy. Yeah. Great uh, backstory there. Yeah. Uh, kind of. She. He kind of goes into like how. Tommy kind of wants to be like a kind of like a savior. Yeah, that's why he joined the army. Didn't quite didn't quite work out for him. Uh, but then after like I don't remember exactly word for word, but he talks about how like I guess after the the outbreak, yeah, they kind of join with other people and stuff like that. He kind of just tries to find his place. He finds yeah. Marlene. Marlene introduces him to the Fireflies. Well, even before then, he says he he credits it was Tommy's idea to join that group to head up to Boston, right. where they met up with Tess. Yeah, and that's then right, they started right. running their little you know gambit, whatever they were doing. Right. And then he meets Marlene, who God. gets him into the Fireflies. On Wednesday, we'll we'll be pulling scenes, so we'll, yeah. I, I definitely want to do a deeper I, dive in this whole section because it's really good meaty information. Yeah. Well, going back to the soft op- soft openings, I'm yeah. really hoping that. Because eventually we're going to see Tommy. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, that's an obvious. I'm hoping the episode that we see Tommy, maybe in the beginning of that episode, we see that would be great. a soft open with Tess yeah, be and awesome. him and maybe Marlene yeah. and uh, Joel, like the four of them, kind of like yeah. maybe like a conversation they're having a little bit to kind of give an idea of what the four of their relationship was at the time. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Uh, there's another scene here, but in the episode, Joel kind of references that it was in the beginning it might have been more than just the three of them with um Tess, Tommy and, and Joel himself it seemed like there was a group cuz he was you know um in that this episode he was t- when he's talking to Ellie so yeah. it, they probably were a group and obviously people either died got infected i mean yeah. all kind of things and it willed he, down to the three of them he does also reference the uh, i mean later on in the show he does actually reference that he was part of a group that kind of did some bad things yeah, to bad yeah. people so i wonder if that is the same group you might be referring to yeah. that they but anyways we'll we'll keep going yeah. so now we're that well, they're in the car. They get to their destination, kind of. They get they get stopped. They hit like a you know a road a roadblock, and they're in Kansas City. So they decided, I guess, they're not going to Pittsburgh in this in the in the game. They go to Pittsburgh, but I guess in the show they're going to Kansas City. Okay. So when they hit the roadblock, Joel decides he's going to turn around and go more into the city to try to get around yeah, the get roadblock. roadblock. And so then, for a split second, you do see the abandoned uh, QZ. So now that they know that, like. I'm surprised he did that, because like previously, in the, like the QC was outside of Boston, because obviously major cities have you know more people, right? Right. More possibility of the infected. Well, and Boston looked like it was bombed, though. It but, was bombed. But Kansas City doesn't look like it, it was bombed. It didn't look like it was bombed. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought I would. I thought it was pretty risky to go into a major city, right? Um, I, I, I'm surprised he didn't, you know, find another way around. Like he's risking it to go in front of a ton of people. You know, you have Ellie, who's technically not trained in combat, uh, and if someone yeah. catches her with the bite, they're gonna kill. It's like it was very risky for me that you would go into a place where this popper population or a lot of infected yeah well that's where it's very risky that's where it's kind of tough because we're we're talking about a tv show that parallels a video game yeah and in the video game that's exactly what he does as he yep. goes into the city so it's kind of like well it's crazy guess you got to go that route there's uh, other ways man i know but we're not even 
Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's just, that's one of like the, let's just say that's one of maybe three things we noticed that Joel did that was stupid in this episode. Yeah, we're going to get to the next one right now. Like, uh, or, right, yeah, right now. So anyway, so he passes the QZ yeah. and then they see, and this and this scene is actually in the video game yep. as well, when uh, an injured person heads up to, heads towards the car yeah. and he tells Ellie to put her seatbelt on and then she goes, why aren't we going to help him? And she goes, that guy's not hurt. And it looks like there's a couple raiders that are trying to. They're, they start attacking Joel and Ellie in the car. Yeah. So Joel and Ellie they crash into. I think the game it's a convenience store, but in this it's a laundromat. In the show it's a laundromat, right? And so now you get to see Joel uh, fight off some raiders. He tells Ellie to kind of go hide behind, go in a wall and go yeah. hide into the yeah. other room. Well, I guess the other store that's connected to the oh, yeah. same yeah. you know shopping center or whatever. So Joel pulls out his, you know. Bolt action, bolt action sniper rifle. rifle. Well, okay, we'll just say maybe that's his gun of choice that he pulled out because maybe he didn't. Maybe he decided not to pull out the other guns that we're assuming that he would have taken. Did you from see Bill's, Bill's wall? Wall of yeah, you just left everything the, uh, you needed. Yeah, so you left the ultimate prepper's house who had yeah. a wall of really nice guns, semi-automatics, fully you automatic, know. probably. Yeah, you know. we had all kinds of nice weapons, but yet you took just the sniper rifle, the bolt action. Not even extra handgun. Yeah. Nothing else. It you could have grabbed like- something with a magazine. That would have been a game changer, you know? Like, because the other guys are firing one shot. Imagine you, you pull up and you had an AR and, you know, yeah. you, you, it's semi-automatic or automatic. They would run out, run away because they're like, oh, this guy's heavily armed. But he we're, we're, chooses not I to. I mean, at this point, we're kind of just assuming. Yeah. We don't really know for sure if you didn't take a gun. It's uh, We find yeah, out later. Back. You definitely didn't. Yeah. Anyway, so he he knows how to fire a gun now, which is awesome. <laughs> he kills two guys yeah. pretty quickly. And then um, a guy gets a drop on him. We yeah. kind of find out because it's Joel's kind of hard of hearing, I guess. That's why the guy got the drop yeah. on him. Uh, so now Ellie's got to pull out the gun that she stole. Yeah. She climbs back through the wall and she looks like she, I mean, she when she aims, it kind of looks like she shoots the guy in the, in the lower back, lower maybe back, the yeah. butt. I don't know. It's no, kind I think of... it's lower back because the way the guy was holding um, his, his, you know. Anyways. Let's assume it's his lower back. Yeah. But you do get to see, you do see a side of her that I didn't think we were going to see because she seems so infatuated with like violence. Yeah. And, you know, the way that she looked when uh, Joel beat up the guy, the way that she yeah. acted with uh, the infected guy in the basement of that. Um, the Cumberland the gas Farms. Sta- yeah. The gas station. Yeah. She just seemed like a person that was just infatuated with with violence. But then when it finally came time to hurt for her to actually act on it, yeah, it was it was pretty emotional for her. Yeah, she 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 actually you, you saw her kind of like not shake, but she was a little hesitant. And then after after she shoots him, and the guy begs for his life, offers all his stuff, his knife. Bring me to my mom. All this and that. Joel yeah. tells her to go back into a hole because Joel doesn't. Joel's protecting her from seeing that he has to kill the guy. Yeah, you see her get behind that wall and she's kind of crying, and then she wipes the tears oh, she's away. She's crying for sure. Yeah, she was right. Yeah, and then Joel kills the guy with with. Uh, with assuming sound, it sounds like his knife. Yeah, with the guy's knife save yeah. a bullet. So there, like you said, there is there is some emotion there. So it's not too much psycho Ellie right there, which was good to see. Yeah, it was good to see. Maybe because it was a human, you know, this time around, rather than an infected. Right. You know? And we'll be right back. Guys, want an amazing night out where you get to enjoy award-winning wine with a comfortable and relaxing atmosphere? Well, if you're in the L.A. County area, 
Pacella Winery's tasting room is just an Uber ride away. The tasting room is very comfortable, laid back, and relaxing with ample seating and a heated back patio that offers a relaxing and private atmosphere. With over 35 years of collective winemaking experience, Steve Lemley and Nate Hasper joined forces in 2009 to create Pacella Winery's first vintage. The two share an uncompromised and very passionate approach to winemaking that continues to push the limits of their craft with every vintage. Highly rated and award-winning, Pacella Wineries even were named Wine Enthusiast Magazine's highest rated Zinfandel in the entire California Central Coast. With hotels and restaurants nearby, Pacella Winery's tasting room is the ideal date night experience. Make sure to mention this podcast when you visit and get a free tasting. Can't make it to the tasting room? Check them out online at pacellawinery.com and feel free to email them for future wine deliveries in your area. That's Pacella Winery, P-U-L-C-H-E-L-L-A-W-I-N-E-R-Y.com. And remember, Pacella Winery simply doesn't just follow other winemaking trends, meaning there are no limitations to the envelope they push. That's PacellaWinery.com, P-U-L-C-H-E-L-L-A-W-I-N-E-R-Y.com. And back to the show. Um, okay, well, so then after that scene... Uh, Joel kind of he gets back together with uh, Ellie on the other side of the of the wall. Yeah. For some reason, Joel doesn't like grabbing other people's weapons. He doesn't grab the <laughs> shotgun that no. the guy was using to choke him out, which no. is another really shocking thing. Like, you know, why not have two guns? Yeah. Whatever. That doesn't happen. So, anyways, let's move to the next scene. So, the next scene we see is uh, we get to meet Kathleen for the first time, and yeah. so this is a new character. Mm-hmm. That was not in the video game. Yeah. Right? And so they kind of made her, it seems like, to kind of, which I think we read or you saw, to give a face. Yeah. To, to like to a, a group of of people who overthrew a QC zone. Right. Because in the game, this, I mean, they're, Joel and Ellie have to fight off these raiders yeah. in the game at this point in the game. And you don't, there, there doesn't seem to be a clear leader. I can't no, remember. No. Like, like I said, I, I'm going to replay this part. Yeah, for Wednesday. Yeah. And, and then so I don't remember there being like a, like this is the dude who's in charge of every single thing. So yeah. it looks like they, <laughs> they introduce uh, Kathleen. And then we also get to see, uh, what's his name? Perry. We get to see Perry. So Perry, he voiced. Tommy in the video yeah, game. Jeffrey Pierce. Yeah, and so he's a new character as well. Yeah. It was weird, that scene, because they show you Rose in, like, a container interrogating... <laughs> Rose? I called her Rose. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, Kathleen. She played Rose in um, uh, Two, Two and a Half, half Men. Men. That's yeah. how I remember her from, right? So, um, uh, what's what's the actress name? Um, Marlene Lansky? Is that what it is? I think so. Um, I'll double Melanie check. Lansky. Okay. Melanie Lansky plays Kathleen, who was also Rose. I just love Two and a Half Men, and I just remember being psycho crazy Rose. <laughs> but did you watch all of two? Like even when um, Aston Kutcher. Aston Kutcher. Um, most of that. It, it took a little dip, but I just love that show. Anyway, mm-hmm. she's interrogating um, who we find out was her the doctor who actually delivered her as a baby, right? Her, yeah. her doctor, and she's looking for a group of people and. He's kind of like not providing information. She she well, lets seemed- him know that the brother was her brother was in a conta- uh, container interrogation like this and got beaten to death from information that we assumed the doctor had provided Fedra. Right. Maybe that's what led her to become the leader to overthrow Fedra here in Kansas City. Right. 
Um, so uh, the doctor's not giving her much information, and that's when. But it seems. But uh, it doesn't seem like she, I mean, she's looking for a group of people. But but group of people. But it looks like she's looking for one person in particular, which yeah, is Henry. Henry. Yeah. She mentioned that name specifically, right? Right. Um, she's asking if he's still in the city. This, that, and the third, and then right, right at that point now, um, she heads out because the group that she's with they bring the bodies that Joel has killed. Right, right. right. Um, you, you see the the guy that Ellie shot. I look like his father is over the body, and she's assuming because Hen she says Henry has a radio that Henry maybe called these people in right. that killed. Um, these these people here um and she's basically orders the group to go and search and kill basically anything that moves that's not part of their group right? well you're missing a point for uh first when they when they bring the bodies back one of them's still alive i can't remember which one it is sort is it, of alive yeah right? so she she makes a comment like if i brought a doctor out here yeah and then the guy says no that's not going to do anything so then she goes back inside oh, yeah and then shoots the doctor yep because the then, doctor called bluff that she was going to shoot him right. in the interrogation. Well, he was wrong. She yeah. goes in there and just, you know, we don't see, you don't see her shoot. Like, you don't see the bullet hit the guy, but you just see her just like, you know, yeah. point to the container and shoot him. And then she comes back and then she says, you yeah. know, go get the collaborators. You know, I kill everybody, blah, 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 blah. I'm glad you brought that up because when you see her interrogating the doctor, the, you know, the doctor's like, well, the reason I told about your brother and the other people with Fedra is they had a gun to my head. She pulls out a gun kind yeah. of like hesitantly and and the doctor's like, you're not going to shoot me kind of. not. He didn't say it that way, but he's like, I was the doctor that delivered you. Like, right. are you seriously going to like kill me? Yeah. And then fast forward a few minutes later, she kills him and then she comes back out and is like you, telling her group to go and kill Right. Anybody, so you're like, oh, this lady is really not to be messed with. Like the little hesit hesitation, yeah, you saw just a few minutes earlier is really not her. She's yeah. really about that life. Like she'll she'll do what needs to be done. Yeah. Well, it shows um, that clearly there was like a tight group of people that were yeah. in the court, the QZ, right? Yeah. So like you know, neighbors, family members, your doctor, yeah, and then something obviously happened where people had to choose sides yeah and clearly that kind of put a rift into a lot of things and then you're also seeing now that obviously the i guess you could say the revel it was a revolution or it was yeah. a, 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 a it was the rebels whatever it was they overthrow the qz and but now they're now kind of acting as if the government a little bit in a kind of a weird way you know what i mean and it, it also looks like obviously these uh why do i say obviously all the time it's, it's you see it like it's these, obviously bothering you yeah so. it is that these qc zones really operate independently like for them to get overthrown it's not like another group of military or qc is going to come and help them out you know what i mean it's not yeah. like there's no national guard coming in like if someone wanted to overthrow like as a city right now national guard will come in and, and stop it but it looks like these qc zones almost operate independently almost like they're franchises you know like you, you when you open when you open up a mcdonald's <laughs> like they give a you the franchise manual. Of QZ, please yeah they, they they give you the manual this is how you operate uh, uh mcdonald's yeah and I, it's like these qc zones have a manual Manual, this is how you do it and then you know if if you if, if it goes to hell that's on you you know yeah i mean most likely in the beginning of the of this whole you know virus situation whatever 
they were probably more tightly close together yeah. as far as communication. Yeah. And then as resources start to dwindle and then like your people start to like, you know, maybe lose faith in what's happening or people die out and there's not yeah. a new regime to come in, so forth and so forth, they become more isolated. We're completely speculating. We're going off on our own world. <laughs> now we're doing more of what we do on Wednesday, but anyway. That's fine. We keep going. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, next scene. So she tells everybody to go out and find the collaborators. And then now you see... Um, where are we on this one? So we get the internet. So we, we, we just show. saw angry Kathleen, aka Rose. Right. <laughs> now we see Ellie and Joel hiding in the high low bar. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And then they have a little small, another little heart to heart kind of yeah. like conversations. And um, he feels bad that she had to like Witness. act on. She had she had to act on. I guess violence towards yeah. another person. Like yeah. he feels like she's a kid that she shouldn't have to do those kinds of things. Yeah. And so she kind of, you see her break down a little bit. She gets a little cry, which is once again, it's nice to see again that she is not, you know, sociopath. A sociopath. She actually has a heart, which yeah. is, you know, it's good. Um, but then Joel decides to give her a shooting lesson. Yeah. So, like she teaches her how to actually like fire a gun. Because Ellie admits never, that this is not her first time. She she's hurt somebody, so that she do that right now. I don't think she does. Until yeah, because the end. he's like you know. Um, I know he he mentions you know being your first time. And she's like it wasn't my first time, and that's when he's like okay. Then here's a gun. You're right. You're you right. Know, um, let me see how they teach you how to hold it in military school. She does make a comment to him about aren't you glad like that I yeah did act violently and like, he doesn't he doesn't uh, acknowledge he doesn't no. even I don't think he doesn't even say thank you for yeah, saving he doesn't my acknowledge life it at all yeah no. And he, he shows her how to properly hold the gun, and then he gives her a gun, and she's, again, ecstatic by this. You can see in her face, it's like a kid who just got a, a, a Christmas present, right? Right. And basically, he tells her, once they stop hearing trucks, they're going to leave there and go to a, a tall building that they saw for him to kind of scout out a way out of Kansas City. Right out the front door, ma'am. Yeah. You know, and again, it was nice to see that... Um, at, at this point, we you know we realize that people are dangerous here, and he actually had the the, the to ask if she if she's all right, which right. is you know he's softening up now. He definitely is softening yeah. up. So she he says that she can have the gun. You got to put in the backpack. Yeah. Obviously, she doesn't listen to him, and she puts it put, puts the gun in her pocket. I'm gonna throw that out there just because that might be relevant maybe in the next episode that she yeah. has the gun in her pocket. Who knows? All right. So the next scene. Mm -hmm. uh, we see Kathleen and Perry. So yeah. they find Henry and Henry's brother Sam's hideout. Yeah, like an attic. Yeah, they're in, it's kind of like, it, that attic doesn't look like it's been used in a very long time, but she acts like they just left. Yeah. Right? It doesn't seem like it's... You saw some of um, the drawings, like Superman drawings, of two Superman drawings on yeah. the wall, and you see a lot of cans open. And she mentions, she says... You know, Henry won't let Sam starve. So, so at this point, we realize Henry's older and start, and um, Sam is probably a child. Yeah, but she also tells, uh, she tells Perry to put extra guards on the provisions. Oh yeah, yeah. So that way, because she, that. yeah, well, she thinks that they're going to go get some more food. So, put some guards over there. That's that's very smart. Then Perry has something else to show her. They go downstairs in a building. It, look, it looks like they go down the a, attic of the place or something. The, the basement, you mean? Yeah, the basement. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, they're in the attic. They're going to the basement. And you see, like, like a, a crater that's like pulsating, moving. Yeah, moving. 
I think this is going to be the bloaters. Yeah, and they're both kind of scared. And Kathleen tells Perry, don't tell anybody about this. Like, yeah. And then she, probably and she's also, panic. Yeah, but she's also like, don't even worry. Like, she implies, don't even worry about that right now. Yeah. Still focused on this Henry and Sam thing. So there's got to be another relationship there because obviously Kathleen's a new character, yeah. right? She's yep. not in the video game. Um, but Henry and Sam are Henry and Sam are, but she seems like she's very invested in yeah. finding Henry and Sam. So the, I, there's gotta be some relationship there. Maybe some family relationship. Uh, and there's definitely some real anger there because that whatever is pulsating underground is, is definitely a major threat, but to her, it's not imminent. So she's prioritizing Henry and Sam over yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, there's got to be a background. There were, and she did say to board up the the build the that place that building. Oh, that'll stop the that, yeah. yeah that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> All right, so we'll hopefully we'll find out next episode what that backstory is. Yeah. All right, so now we're gonna see uh, Joel and Ellie again. This time they've uh, looks like they got into a building. The, that building that they were scouted out. Yeah, it's forty five stories high. They they end up walking up to the thirty third thirty third floor because Joel has bad knees. Right, Tess had mentioned that earlier. Like, well, she says to try walking up, but these you need whatever she says. <laughs> yeah, they they have bad knees. Over yeah. in this you know in this world. So Ellie asked Joel if he's killed any innocent people on the way up, and yeah. so Joel doesn't say anything. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming he's a, that's applying for sure. Yeah, uh, I think he does bring it back up again when they're upstairs. But that, um, after he breaks the glass. Yeah, they have a little bit more banter and stuff like that. Still not as close to as good as what the game, what's in the game, but, but they go upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, she makes a comment. She makes that. Yeah, the banter that she says to him is something about get off your lazy ass or something like yeah, that in that, a joking manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then he he gets up and he he's like I'm 56 year old years old and he cusses at her right. Yeah, like a like a like a like a friend would. Yeah. So you could see the relationship is is budding there. In in a quickly in pretty short time, yeah, right? a couple of days it's been, yeah, right. It's just not. It's 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 building. It's building. It's building. Let's, let's, it's let, let's let it marinate some more. Yeah. So Joel breaks some glass. So you, I think you mentioned that. So I love the fact that he breaks the glass inside the room. Yeah. What happens like the if they, Yeah. If they've already opened the door, you're already, clearly if you're sleeping and they've opened the door, they have a line of sight on you, right probably with a gun or something. Yeah. It should have had, it should have been behind the door, which would have gave you a chance to kind of go to a blind spot and ambush them when they come it through the door. No sense at all. Yeah. No sense at all. But you know what? That's dumb mistake number three on my part for Joel. So we got Joel, who was with the guns. What were the three mistakes? It was the guns. Uh, first of all, going into Kansas City. Oh, going into a major city. Going into the major city, not getting any more guns off of Bill's wall or higher caliber weapons, something. or automatics or something. Yeah. Or and then also breaking the glass inside the room. Yeah, he's laying it inside the room like a few feet from where they're going to go sleep. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> all right. So they go to sl- they they lay down, they go to sleep, they have more banter. Well, this and, is this is important. This is kind of cool because if you remember when they were camping, they they lay down. Ellie sparks the conversation, right? Starts the conversation. Now you fast forward this time around. It's Joel. That is right. Which is a uh, it's right. it's part it's part of that arc that's turning here. Like he now brings up, you know, he's the one that I don't want to say can't sleep, but he's initiating conversation. Yeah. And whereas he, in the beginning of the episode, it was her. Right, and then he asks her. 
Like what? Like something like who she hurt, right? Yes. Right. And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. This is again. This if you're put, piecing this together, remember when they were walking with Tess in Boston? You know, she kind of, you could see it in her face that she lied about the night she got or the day she got bitten. Yeah. So there's something there. Now she doesn't want to talk about this. So maybe maybe the two things are connected. You know, when she had to hurt somebody. And she doesn't want to talk about that date. She, it's gonna. It has to be. It's gonna be an episode that we're gonna. They're gonna reveal all that. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we get to the most exciting part of this episode, which joke is five. Joke five. <laughs> so, joke five. Uh, did you know that diarrhea is hereditary? <laughs> really? It runs in your genes. <laughs> now this joke is in the game. This joke's in the game, yeah. and Joel actually knows the punchline to it. Yeah. And he starts laughing like we we haven't seen positive emotion from the guy in in four episodes, and this is like he's really they really they end that scene where they're really like enjoying and laughing, and and she drops that tidbit you mentioned earlier that he, you don't hear very well out of your right side. Right, that's why you're not gonna hear the glass break. And yeah. guess what? Yeah, the, Ellie wakes him up. Yep, and you know you see somebody with a gun to to her head and then he turns over and there's a kid with a gun to his face kids wearing like makeup like a mask yeah. so you assume that's henry and sam right there cut to black yep cut to black and that's that's, that's it's a groundwork episode where they they lay some stuff down for for next week's episode which is you know which is you have to do that in the course of a, a show you know you have to build yeah. up but I'm interested to see next week's episode to see if they could have combined them into to one because they've had like hour and 20 episodes, a minute episode. So yeah. let's see if it's worth them breaking it up. But there was good information do you know in how, here. Do, do they say how long the next episode's going to be? Oh, I could find out real quick. Let's if it's see. another 35 or a 40 minute episode, then yeah, they totally should have combined them. Yeah, right. I mean, but overall, I mean, look, this is definitely the weakest out of the four episodes so far, but it's not, yeah. it's not a bad episode because there are, there is... There's more character development for our main, you know, our main protagonists in yeah. this episode than there was in the previous episode. And we get we get Tommy a little more Tommy's backstory. More Tommy's backstory. You get to see uh, Joel and Ellie kind of, you know, starting to accept accept one another, and then mm -hmm. you know, they and, kind of they're more of a team now as opposed to like even though he does mention to her that she is cargo. Yeah, and yeah, he does say to her that she is still cargo. And we'll ch we're gonna dive into that scene uh, next step our next yeah. episode on Wednesday, but even though he does say those things, the way that he's acting towards her and the way that she's acting towards him throughout this episode, they're becoming they're becoming closer. And which in that, in my opinion, is what's gonna make this show this show a lot stronger down Completely the road. I agree with you. And we also get introduced to another element, a, a, a group. Yeah, you know that's gonna play some kind of role in the next couple yeah. episodes, and then I'm assuming they're gonna have a nice, you know, because they're gonna they introduce Kathleen and yeah. they introduce uh, Perry for what they did, like for the backstory that they created for uh, Bill and um, Frank and Frank. I'm not saying they're gonna do something like as crazy as that with yeah. Joel. I'm sorry, with um, Kathleen and Perry, but I think that their backstory is gonna have meaning. Yeah. And so it's going to, it's obviously going to impact their journey going through Kansas city. And I'm curious to see what that actually is. Yeah. Cause you want to see how, um, like someone like Kathleen becomes a, the lead of a, right. a, 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 a rebellion yeah. and, uh, and Perry, you can just see, he looks military, like the way he's, you know, 
if 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 there is a soft opening for the next episode, yeah. I would like it to start with her. Yeah, I would like the soft open to start with her background. Yeah, uh, what it was, what what who she was before soccer mom. Was she a soccer mom? Actually, was <laughs> she the mom of uh, like you know, maybe like like uh, Henry and um, not or Henry and Sam? Maybe like her friends were their friends. Maybe she dated their dad. Maybe like she's their teacher. Maybe like there was something. <laughs> something. Like, there's got to be some yeah. kind of a relationship there to to me for her to want to go after this character. Yeah, it's going to be something. And and next week's episode is um, fifty minutes long. So it's kind of almost the same length as this episode. So they could have combined they, it. They they might have com- been able to combine it, take out some 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 fluff. But um, I I know we'll talk about it more on Wednesday. But it was very interesting that the um, the dynamic we'll talk about between Ellie and and um, um, Joel in terms of Joel kind of viewing her as a child in 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 this world with pretty much like almost like how you would treat your daughter in, yeah. in terms of like innocence. Oh, you shouldn't be everything. But Ellie is kind of like, nah, it's it, 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 it. Don't treat me like that. Like that last conversation when they're in well, the yeah. thing, she, he, she, he, he goes, a child shouldn't experience that kind of thing or deal with that. And he she right. goes, is it better when you get older? And he's like, no, no. And, and, and it reminds me of, um, you know, Black Panther, the last one, uh, Wakanda Forever. Right. When the character in Baku tells, um, um, what's her name? Siri. 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 Yeah. The world has taken away too much for you to still be considered a child. Like anybody in this world, you, it's hard to to assume someone's a child because you have to be hardened, right? Right. Like things, you're going to see people, loved ones die. You're, you're not growing up playing with Barbies and, and watching cartoons. So, but Joel, he's from the old world. So he still sees you're a child. You should still be like protected and sheltered as a child where Ellie's like, nah, I, I, I don't need that. So right. I, 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 we'll talk about it more on, on Wednesday, but that was very interesting to see that in this episode. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, got anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap this up? No, it'll be cool pulling some scenes and talking about them next week, especially the the Tommy stuff. Yeah, I know three scenes I want to pull for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they're different than your scenes. So that way it'll be like a longer episode. But anyways, uh, thanks again for everybody that tuned in. Uh, don't forget to check out our other podcast, Still Holds Up. Uh, we just dropped- uh, American Ninja. American Ninja. Yeah. That just dropped yesterday or today? Either uh, way. Yeah. Doesn't matter for you from whenever you listen to this podcast, it's out there. So go check, uh, go to uh, uh, Still Holds Up, check out uh, American Ninja and the other ones or the other episodes we've posted. We'll be posting, I think, two a week for like the next month or so. Yeah, we're going to be diving into Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and then we're doing some Academy Award movies, winners, and ones we probably thought should have won. Yeah. So that's going to be fun building up, leading up to the Academy Award. So that's going to be fun. My buddy Richard wants us to do all of the, um, John Hughes movies. I love those. I'd be uh, down breakfast. For that. I'm, I'm down for that too. I'd be down for that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks again to our patron producer, uh, Knight Rider 169. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to help support this podcast, go on over to patreon.com slash rot your brain media media. And, uh, you know, show us some love. We'd really appreciate it. If it, And also if you guys uh, saw anything on the episode that we missed, Please send us a message. Let us know. We'll give you some credit on the next episode. Yeah. Um, That's what that Wednesday episode is for. Absolutely. Yeah. 
uh, our community grows uh, with your help. So please, you know, send us a message. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Awesome. Music composed by Kyle Torme. Additional bed music composed by Jason Zaffrey. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Last of Us, a Rot Your Brain podcast. Subscribe to The Last of Us podcast feed at rotyourbrainmedia.com slash thelastofus. Follow us on Twitter at rot underscore your brain and support Rot Your Brain Media and its podcast by being a part of this exciting new and growing community. Visit patreon.com slash rotyourbrainmedia.com.